yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irok the yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara egornamian on kestchen ekol. Vien talam aginam griv arkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Square can help with your business needs from menu management and payments to online ordering. Visit square.com for more. Now, today we're going to look at more bad news for remote working, as well as the problem clogging up Ireland's 999 emergency calls. And we're going to leave a little bit extra to look at the streaming bills that have risen above 100 million euro in Ireland per month. Tabitha Monaghan, this is a funny one on remote working. Zoom is asking its staff to return to the office. It's funny because it's Zoom of all companies, which became synonymous with remote working during the pandemic. Everybody used Zoom. It became a verb at this. You know, it was everywhere. So I think them asking their staff to come back is a bit funny. And I think part of the reason was so they could use their own services better. Well, that's what they say. But the real reason, I think, is because most big tech companies are asking their uh staff to come back uh, at least two days a week. And that's what Zoom is doing. They're saying if you live within 50 miles or 80 kilometres of the office, you must turn up at least two days a week. That's my experience of talking to a lot of people in the US where remote working uh, took off during the pandemic. It did in Ireland to an extent as well. But the rule in the US is now, if you live beyond 50 or 70 or 100 miles, you might be allowed to remote work, continue remote working because unemployment is still very low. But if you live within uh, 50 miles, you've got to go to the office. You'd wonder how well that will go down within the company because there is that kind of double a, standard now. A little yeah, bit. it's an interesting tension though, because yeah. I think if we had higher unemployment and if the economy was really struggling, I think companies would have the upper hand. I think they would be able to say to staff, we're sorry that you don't like it. You're going to come in or you can look for another job. Whereas because unemployment is really low, because the economy is still doing fairly well overall on balance in Ireland as well, staff still have that bargaining power. And, you know, I know from experience and talking to many of them that particularly older people in their 40s and their 50s, they feel that they can push back and go, no, it doesn't really suit me. I'm going to I'm going to keep working from home for, for a couple of days. You're saying that the reason that Zoom are doing this is because other tech companies are doing it. But generally, why are they doing it? It's not, it can't be the case where they're just all doing it together to match each other. There, there must be a reason behind Productivity. it. Productivity. 
So Mark Zuckerberg went into some detail about this a few months ago when he was uh, in one of the Meta's big layoff rounds. And he said that the research that they had so far indicated that the workers that they had hired remote first during the pandemic were not working out as productively as the workers they have who had been trained in and worked in an office environment. Now, he wasn't saying exactly that remote working doesn't work. What he was saying was that compared to the way that they had um, trained in uh, staff in the office before, and maybe they were remote working, but that system was more productive than hiring people remotely. Now, that's a very triggering thing to say for a lot of people, particularly a lot of older people, um, who like very much the idea of working from home. Not so much younger people, because they need to leave, they want to learn the office culture, and also they might still be living with their parents. But for older people, like for people my age, got your own home, you got your own garden. It's very, very comfortable. So it's kind of an interesting one. But the general overall trend in Ireland and the States is gradually bringing people back into the office. And what about the general um, pattern of remote working more generally, not necessarily from the company point of view, mm. but from the employee point of view? It's, it is very popular here. Oh, yeah. Well, it's popular if you have the setup to do it. Um, or if you moved, for example, during the pandemic, I know uh, one person, a colleague who moved to uh, coastal Waterford, where she's from, and she bought a house down there. It was half the price uh, of what she would have gotten in Dublin. And she now works very happily down there. But her company is starting to bring people back into the office in Dublin. Right. I have pals the same who moved actually to Westport mm. and have, are both remote working. I don't think they're they're not being asked, though, to be to come in. They might have to do the odd maybe day or two a month mm. or and go to the odd conference. But by and large, they are almost fully remote. I mean, it, the whole conversation is strange. A colleague of mine who actually works in this company lives in England and comes to work for two days uh, in the office here because that's kind of seen as necessary for the job. So there are situations where in-person working is seen as being uh, more productive. Um, But it's an interesting one and it's one that we've covered quite a lot and it's one I think we will cover again. Here's a really interesting story though, and I covered it a few days ago. The 999-112 emergency call system in Ireland is being clogged up at the moment by Android phones, mainly Samsung phones. This is a crazy story. It's a really interesting story. So here's what happened. Here's the context. In June, there were 85,000 more calls to Ireland's emergency call network system. That's 999 or 112. And according to the telecoms uh, regulator, many or most of those were caused by accidental calls or pocket dials from Samsung phones. There's so much. In, did, you, did you say up to 50% more? 50% That's in June. crazy. Crazy. Because we, get, we have heard a lot in the last little while about... Um, emergency responders not responding mm. quick enough to 999 calls or not being able to get mm. through, etc. So you wonder if part of the problem is that they're clogging, being clogged up yeah. by these right. well, this is these, calls. This is the question I've been asking. Now, to be completely clear, the actual emergency responder networks, like, for example, the HSC, which runs the ambulance service, they say that they do not believe it has had a significant effect on their ability to get ambulance out. So here's how the call system works. When you call 112 or 999, the operator you speak to is actually BT Ireland. 
BT Ireland is a company that has the contract from all of the emergency services to handle the first wave of of calls. And they then forward on the call. Uh, you, you'd say you need the guards, you need the ambulance, you need the fire service. They forward it on. So it's that organization which is taking these accidental calls, okay? Now, but they must stay on that call for minutes yeah. uh, sometimes because they are trained to uh, to to not hang up immediately because there could be a situation where someone feels they can't talk. Uh, there might be, they might be under distress. They may not be able to. They might have been in a crash. So it is undoubtedly clogging up their time. So the question then is how much of that lag is transferring over into the actual emergency service. But from my point of view, because I'm a technology journalist, I'm just kind of amazed that there is no, that first of all, it's getting worse. So if you look at the figures from Comrade Telecom's regulator, the amount of additional calls keeps growing every month in 2023. But that Samsung doesn't seem to be able to come up with um, a solution to this. In fact, to the contrary, their latest update to their phones um, does not let you disable this feature. So you used to be able to go into settings and disable this feature. Maybe you might say what that feature is. How is this actually happening? So it's used to be three taps of the power button on a Samsung phone. Now it's five taps. So that will probably, should probably cut down the amount of accidental calls. But there are still a lot of accidental calls from that process. Now, there are good reasons for this to be there. If, if you're being pursued, if you're being harassed. If you're trying you, to do it on the sly. You're trying to do it on the sly. If you your your vision has been impaired uh, through for a crash or something and you need to quickly call emergency services, this is a way to do it. But it there's no question that it's starting to clog up the emergency services. And how do BT Ireland know that this is what's causing it? How do they know that it's the Android and not any other phone? Are they tracing it back? How do they know? Well, they they can they can tell they can tell from where the call is coming from. After a while, they can tell they can they can get its location. Um, there's a lot of metadata that's okay. involved in a call, particularly from a, a smartphone. So that's the way that they um, that that they can tell all of that. And has this happened with iPhones, for example? I know that there is some kind of shortcut with Apple Not as well. Not nearly as much. There was actually, ironically, a situation last year when Apple introduced a thing called crash detection technology for its smartwatches and for some of its iPhones. And that was supposed to dial 112 or 999 in a scenario where the technology or the software thought that you'd crashed. The problem was that People were going on roller coasters, but it hasn't been as big a problem for iPhones as for Android phones. Anyway, it's one to keep an eye on. Uh, I'm going to keep digging into that to see if uh, there have been any issues. And sorry, can no? And can you still not turn that off? You can't turn you that feature off. You cannot turn it off anymore on on Samsung phones. They've disabled your ability to turn it off. So that's now. To be fair to Samsung, they did come back and say that they were trying to roll out a software update that would improve this, but they haven't said how it'll improve it. I think it's the uh, the increase from three taps to five taps. I think that's what they mean. But it, 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 it I'm just hoping it doesn't uh, cause tragedy. But so, something also to be aware of. Something if to you, be aware if of. If you do yeah. have a Samsung, is it all Samsung phones as well? Now it is. It's yeah. a, it's widespread. Mm-hmm. Um, another story entirely: streaming bills. We've talked about this before, but in Ireland, uh, the amount that we spend on Netflix, Amazon, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, Hey You. Um, are you, do you subscribe to Hey You? 
No. Do you know what Sister Hayu does. is? Oh, yes. Okay. So yeah, not me though. Uh, has gone up by a third to 108 million euro per month. So 1.3 billion euro a year in Ireland. How much is that per person? So it works out at roughly, uh, I think, 28 euro per person. That sounds about right. For me anyway, that's about right. Yeah. I know yours is far higher than that. Yeah, I, sp- I spend about 60 euro a month. You uh, Do you have all of them? Is there any that you don't have? I don't have AU. I'll tell you that <laughs> for nothing. Um, I we, we, We're a family household, so we all have different tastes. So we have Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, which is probably the one I watch the most. Um, we have YouTube Premium. We have, um, we used to have Discovery Plus because uh, I used to like watching the trucker, Istro Truckers. Did you uh, have Peacock for a while? No. Was it, what was the really niche one that you had for a while? It was the indie films. Oh, that is, um, that is, uh, it's not Gubu, but it sounds like Gubu. It, it will come to me in Something about Something like that. Minutes. You yeah. Basically, you had all of them. I had all of them. I had all of them uh, for, I was taking one for the family. And I still pay over 50 euro, 60 euro a month for those. And that's before you get into Spotify and, you know, all of the other stuff. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of a, a, an indication of where we are with TV. Very true. Because other than sport and news, all of the water cooler discussions that we have around documentaries, TV series, um, it's almost all over streaming now. I, I find though there are still... That still happens where you say, have you seen X documentary, mm. X show? And people say, no, I haven't. I don't have X. Most of the time, if you're going to have that conversation, if you have Netflix, it's almost sure that people still, there's the, there are those core streaming services yeah. that people still have. So Netflix is by far the biggest and most popular uh, streaming service in Ireland and everywhere else, in fact. Um, it, they, they don't release figures by country, but it would be a big surprise if at least half the households in Ireland did not have at Netflix. Um, so that, and the, the next big step that they will take will be live sport. So Amazon Prime Video has added things like tennis, for example, and you can see, I think you might be able to see baseball as well sometimes. Uh, Apple TV Plus, which I no longer subscribe to, but um, uh, that has added a sport. It's adding rumoured to be maybe bidding for Premier League football the next time it it comes up. And if that happens, that will that will absolutely put them over the top and that will really hurt Sky uh, if that happens. But it's just interesting in how TV is going because in all of the discussion at the moment over RTE and the Ryan Tuberty and all of the celebrity payments, there's TV a big license, discussion cetera, going yeah. on. What's the future of TV? What do we need it for? What should broadcasting be for? And it's pretty clear that most of us now are spending an increased amount of time. Other than news and sport, it looks like most of our viewing now is on these streaming apps. But also, even with that news, because we were we had this conversation a little bit last week about streaming and the, the current affairs thing. Mm. I'd say a lot of people even still are recording stuff on Sky, for example, mm. and then watching it the next day. That Even that in itself, aside from maybe the news. Yep. I don't know how much are, I'm sure people are still engaging with it live, yeah. but there is that ability to watch it on demand as well. There is. And if you look at the non-news and non-news sport TV that people actually watch in Ireland, it's really a handful of five or six things. It will be something like Dancing on Ice or it will be something like The Rose Tree. It might be The Late Late Toy Show. There, there are a couple of marquee events like that. Absolutely. That punctuate the year. 
But that's kind of it. Yeah. There are very, very few hit TV series. hit, t- And in a way, that's weird because um, when I was growing up and even into my 20s, um, there was a sense of community. There was community TV watching. You could have a conversation. It informed the culture. Um, now it's very rare for more than outside sports or news. It's very rare for more than 15% of the population to watch the it, same thing. It is splintering a bit. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder, it, it, will it get to a point where it will plateau, where streaming will become, there'll be no, so many. No, I don't think so. Well, wh- why would there be? I mean, if you, th- well, in terms of the number of platforms that yeah. there are, maybe, uh, because they can't all be making much money. We know that Spotify, for example, in the music has never really made a profit. It's, it's, it's usually operated on a loss. We know that Apple does not make money from its streaming um, business, or we don't know that, but we suspect it. It's very unlikely that Amazon makes money from its uh, video service. It's trying to get people back into uh, Amazon Prime. Netflix barely makes money. Um, Disney Plus probably does make money, but it's running into problems now there. So there might be some consolidation uh, in future. Um, But as long as people like me keep spending 50 or 60 euro, even if I'm only watching one thing, like they're still quite cheap. Yeah. I mean, other than Netflix, which I pay 22 euro for, for the 4K and and four consecutive devices. Other than that, I mean, like 8.99 for Disney, 8.99 for Paramount. If I watch one series or even two or three episodes or one movie or two movies, I kind of have my value added for the week. And I think as month. well, it's the ability to just jump onto that platform mm. if there is something that people are talking about because there is that fear of missing out still. Yeah. Regardless, that people are going to say, oh, I, I don't have that platform. I better go and get it. There will always be that sense as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, um, one last thing I'll, I'll throw into the mix, uh, banking apps. Banking apps. Do you have? Do you do you do you bank online? Yes, all the time. Uh, do you use your phone? Okay. My I I'm with PTSB. I think I've found okay. it great. I okay. found it good. Do you know what I think is really interesting? And I've seen it an awful lot. There's the the um, bank that has the little digital card reader. Yeah, that's yes. still doing the rounds at the okay. moment. I keep seeing it spoken about on Twitter and on Reddit and stuff at the yeah. moment. It's I think that's still being used. So there are. The online banking um, thing in Ireland. Yeah, I wrote a column about this over the weekend and I have just had such a bad experience over the last few years and it ties a few strands together here. So um, I interviewed the Revolut's CEO, a guy called Nick Stronsky, a few months ago and he said that one of the reasons that Revolut is doing really well in Ireland because Revolut over-indexes in Ireland compared to other countries is because the banking apps here are so bad. And I think he's right. Um, but also the banking experience, I think we're coming to a head here with that. Uh, a former colleague of mine whose spouse passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago, had a nightmare for about a year trying to get her bank to transfer over um, ownership of accounts to her. She ended up having to go to the CEO of the bank and uh, the CEO tried to fix it and still couldn't fix it. Which is not an ideal situation no, at all. not an ideal but it, situation. It, if you're going to start cutting back on the facilities and the services mm. you're offering in person, you have to be investing in the online options. Well, see, this is the thing. I mean, the bank that I am with, which is Bank of Ireland, um, it has cut down somewhat on its uh, branch resources. Now, I would go to a branch maybe once a year, like a lot of people under the age of 75. Um, I'd go maybe about once a year. 
every time I've run into an issue, I'm told you'll need to go down to the branch to sort it. And that's, it's weird that that's kind of, you still have to go to a bank branch to sort out yeah. issues that should be dealt with online. I mean, anyway, I'm not even going to go into it because it's a whole podcast episode in itself. Are they are they investing in it generally, not just at one bank, but are all the banks investing in it? Are generally, they, looking they to do have. It? Generally, they've, they've put money into it. I mean, Bank of Ireland, for example, reportedly has spent over a billion euro in the last eight years on trying to transform their IT service. And it's still terrible. And how much do you think that is making is making its way into the decisions of a consumer deciding what well, bank to go see, to. The, the, the Irish public has shown itself to be remarkably uh, obstinate in not switching banks. So, and the rationale probably is that if I have my mortgage with a bank, if I have my current account with a bank, and maybe if I have a credit card with a bank, there's too much hassle in switching to somewhere else. And the reason there's too much hassle is, number one, that bank's own systems make it difficult to switch. And number two, I've had such a checkered history with that bank's quality of service from an IT point of view that I now suspect that they must all be like that. So what? why would I go? What's now, the point? Someone like you, who would have been seriously banking only for a few years, yeah. you might have a different experience entirely. You might have... Um, not yet gotten in that deep into the banking infrastructure and and some someone like Revolut comes along, it's going to be you're purporting to be a super app. It can give you loans and give you credit cards. It'll soon be able to give you a mortgage. You're thinking, well, why wouldn't I go with this? You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, something to, to think about there. Anyway, that was a quick zoom through some of the uh, news topics. Tabitha Monaghan, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Tabitha, who also uh, produced Niall McMonagle was on video. No Gav Hennessy this week. Gav, we'll see you back next week. And we had Conan Doherty, of course, as always on video. From me, Adrian Weckler, you've been watching The Big Tech Show in association with Square. We'll talk to you the same time next week. Bye-bye. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.